Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new season of Soundcheck. Are you excited? Woo! Yeah, I got to turn it back. It's not that exciting. It is exciting, though. I'm excited. It is exciting. It is exciting. I'm only fucking with you, Michael. Introduce yourself. I will. My name is Andrew Mullen. I'm one of your co-hosts. As I just said, I got another co-host. What's your name? Michael Livingston. Hell yeah. You excited to be back, Michael? Absolutely. I am. Been looking forward to it all summer. Thrilled. I am so happy to be talking about music once again. Yes. I I did not get a lot of chances to do that this summer. No, what did you do over the summer? I was interning over in Huron County. Um, Usually in this place in Michigan, we we call it the Thumb. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was was a lot of fun. So I managed a pizza place over the summer. Yeah, I actually did some journalism. Yes. I mean, most of it was just festival coverage, so... I mean, yeah, but I'm excited to be back doing the job I actually care about and not. I mean, I enjoyed running the pizza place, but uh, that's, that's, we need we need to. I feel like that's a lie. It was fun. It was fun. I, I, mean, I love the people I work with. I actually there was yeah. a guy there that showed me a lot of new music over the summer. Oh. and a lot of that new, new music I will talk about today. Excellent. So. Yeah. No. OK, well, that I can see. Mm-hmm. I When I worked at Cracker Barrel. That none of that happened. I just hated myself. I yeah. I had an awesome manager who gave me all his old records. He uh he would show me all these awesome new bands. It was it was a good time. That was like the best part of working at Jets. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I had a I had a manager who I constantly referred to as the overbearing mother. I'm glad I yep. don't have. Mm-hmm. She she would like every time I like when I was first going to college, every time I come back to like work there for a weekend she'd be like have you picked a major yet oh have you picked God. a mate like you're not my mom was like she 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 will one make sure i was doing well in school but she wasn't like mm. harping on me she, she's doing what every i think every good mother should right man we'll make sure the son's doing okay doesn't know for separate boundaries so well two different work experience and we both came back with yeah. two kind of different perspectives on our music discovery this summer because oh, yes. you you didn't have a lot of opportunity no i i Again, it was. I want to use them as a job reference, so I'm not gonna say a whole lot about yeah. them. But you know, it's, it's, it's what I will say. The area I was working with, you know, they they, ty- they 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 tend to have the music they like, and it's not music I'm into. Mm-hmm. Albeit, country uh, from the country AM station, so right. it's kind of tends what to listen to. So I, I wasn't around. Like I, I met some people with somewhat similar tastes as me, but like it mm-hmm. wasn't like and it wasn't really in a place where I feel like music discovery was available to me i didn't really wasn't keeping in touch with a lot of my friends so i was just kind of clinging to the music that i knew and loved yeah you had a more of a different thing though yeah i mean i would say the summer of 2018 before i came to college the summer right before my freshman year was definitely my summer of concerts which we'll get into later Mm -hmm. but this past summer was definitely the summer of music discovery I got into so many different things that I never thought I'd be able to get into. A lot of discovery outside of our kind of small window of rock Mm -hmm. and alternative, too. I mean, obviously, I won't talk about it on this podcast, but uh, I I got into a lot of rap and hip-hop that I never thought Mm -hmm. I'd get into. A lot of... uh, I I even touched on some Vaporwave, which was different. (laughs) I even got into a little bit of that. Got into a lot of new jazz stuff. Um fell in love with john coltrane great documentary on netflix i fell in love with too a lot of new stuff but of course a lot of stuff still in the window of music that we talk about on this podcast which i'm excited to share it with you today now i I will say this so i think we do have a generally large window that we talk Mm -hmm. about on here yeah it's 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 limited to rock but rock 
especially if you delve out into like alternative metal, that's still a very broad yeah. topic. So sure, and we we've even talked there. about like when we did the CD dollar bin, we talked about cash a little bit, a little country yeah. there, you know. Yeah. So we do. We do. I, I, it was wrong to say it's a small window, but it definitely some genres that we would never touch on this oh, yeah. show little, is what I got into because there, there are like micro genres and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sure. Uh, even <laughs> what? Would, would you bellow, uh, I'm questioning whether I should say this, but I but when when you came up to visit, you know, talk about micro genres, and you came yeah, up to visit, yeah. I even introduced you to porno grind, which was a <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> was uh, the, your reaction that was, was the a best fun thing. trip. I visited Andrew for a day, yeah. up at his in his apartment in the Thumb, and we. Uh, we listened to a lot of power metal. That was fun. I never thought I'd be able to get into some of that, but we, Andrew showed me a lot of power metal. We we listened to porno grind, which is just the weirdest genre I've ever heard. We listened to what else did we listen to while we were up there? You showed uh, me a lot of good stuff. Uh, we saw some Allison Chain. You showed sure. yeah. You showed me a band called like Six Something Fingers Blind. Eighty-eight fingers, Louie. Louie, thank you. They, I actually, I actually went back and they, listened. They're to at their basis from there. I think their drummer too was actually ended up to uh, one of the founding like original members of Rise Against, and they're right. still with them. And as much, I actually, 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 you remind me. Um, we'll touch on Rise Against later, but like, mm-hmm. um, as much as I think they're, as I enjoy Rise Against, I actually prefer Eighty-eight Fingers, Louie. Yeah, it might be kind of a hipsterish thing to say, I guess. But I, I know I went back and actually listened to a couple more songs. And I, I genuinely liked it. I'm going to definitely really listen good. to more of them. Definitely go sure. listen to more. But um, before we get into all that, so first of all, something else I would, I'd like to announce real quick. We actually have a Twitter. <laughs> we yes, got to plug in Twitter. We, we got to plug the Soch. Got to plug the Soch. Tap S check official. That's the Twitter tag. Um, that's where you can find them. Do you actually, do you want to plug in our personal Twitters too? I was just gonna ask that because I'm in desperate need of followers on Twitter. You have uh, like two tweets. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that. <laughs> I I have like I just started like following a bunch of like CM Life alumni yeah. last night. So uh, yeah, I only have like 44 followers right now. But follow me. It's Michael C Live at Twitter. Um, and then I also yeah. got a Facebook too, Michael Livingston. Go on that. That's where I post all my yeah. articles and whatever. Um, I, I I think I I don't have many more. I think I have like seventy something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, I don't know why I have that many. But um, Andrew Mullen four. That's my tag. If you really want to follow me, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I sh- I have to post more tweets. I just don't know what to say. Like. Yeah, I, I never understood that. I feel like an media. asshole when I put my just opinions out there on social media. Yeah, me media. too. I, mean, I know I lied to you at the first Democratic debates. But yeah. I just got annoyed. That was I love it whenever you do political tweets. They're hilarious. But yeah, I, um, but even then, it's just like I never feel like why do I need to? Why do I have to? Why do I feel like I have to have the need to put everything I think online? Yeah, you know? I guess just in our career, like social yeah. media is important. Mm-hmm. But uh, can I ask something else real quick? Sure. We got a, not only uh, we got Sosh. That's not new. What is new? We got a new podcast editor here. We got Emil over here, um, probably disturbed by the term "porno grind." Yeah, I just kind of realized that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure he'll chime in every now and again. Or yeah, happy to have you, man. Pretty, yeah, uh, looking forward to working with him. And uh, yeah, other than that, oh, uh, can we can we talk about this real quick? Something that happened to us over the summer. We got shouted out by a special person. Oh my god, how did I forget? Yeah, Darren motherfucking Holt. Yeah, Dar- like Dave, uh, Dave Clark, our supervisor of CM Life. He's just like, hey, can I have the password to your account? I'm like, why the fuck do you want? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, fine. I can't say no to him, but like he did it, and he's like, look at your Twitter, and then they Gary fucking Holt yeah. of Exodus and Slayer fame. Yeah, shouted us out. That was what- so cool. 
How did you, did he ever tell you how he got that? Yeah, he did it on um something called uh, I forget the name, but like they have these websites now where you can kind of get like E-list like, celebrities to shout you out and yeah. like say whatever you want. Basically, um, if you look on it, there's like the tag on the video is in the corner yeah. for the yeah, company that he yeah, does it I with. Figured that's what it was. But it, but no, it, it, and it cost him like I want it probably like under fifty bucks. But it was still just really cool to see that and like get some get some notoriety on that for channel. Very fucking hole. Yeah, that was very cool. Fucking I was very surprised Exodus. with that. Fucking Exodus. So cool. But uh, but that's just you know a taste of the amazing content that you'll find on our social Fucking media. Exodus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if we'll do an Exodus episode. Maybe. I don't know. Probably I'd have not. to get into it. We we can definitely do a Slayer episode. I'd be down with that. But, but Gary Holt's more notable in Exodus. Let's know, but I like Gary Slayer Holt more. is in was in one Slayer album, Repentless, yeah. and it's Repentless. Yeah. All right. But anyway. What are we doing this episode? So Our first today, episode so I know back. Michael mentioned a lot about music discovery, and, and uh, it's my, I know that's the episode he wanted to do, music we discovered over the summer. Yeah. I couldn't really do that. Right. So um, we, we came up with a compromise. So I know a while, another episode Michael wanted to do last season was our favorite concert memories. And yeah. again, I also tell, I didn't really feel that confident in being able to do that. Um, yeah. I've, looking, been, I've been to a lot of shows. Andrew, Andrew's been to a good many, too. But I've only been to 14. That's the list I have 14's still a lot compared yeah. to, like, the amount of... Like, some people have never been to a concert yeah. before, you know? Yeah. So. I just don't have a lot of friends, so... Well, <laughs> That's you, why I never really went to a well, lot of now, them. now you got me, and we go to, we're going to concerts more. Oh, hell yeah. So, um, but yeah, and but after... A certain concept this summer we will talk about later. Yeah. I felt a little more confident to do that, and so the compromise I gave him. Look, we'll we'll we'll, we'll just up the format. Well, the formats, as far as I know, unless we decide to change it a little bit later, will be pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, but in for this episode, just to kind of ease ourselves back in, ease the listeners back in, it's kind of more of a laid back discussion. We'll be talking for the mostly episode. We will talk about our favorite concert memories. Mm-hmm. I got a list of all the concerts I've been to. I think same Michael's. Here. Same yep. Here. And then um, to give him what he wanted, instead of doing our standard recommendations, um, we'll we'll be talking about um, we're gonna have, we're gonna have like twenty minutes or so. We can kind of talk about I'll, Michael can talk about all the music he's discovered. I'll throw in like the few that I could say I kind of discovered this summer, or mm-hmm. at least I got into. Um, and those that'll kind of be our recommendations today. If no one knows our format, uh, yeah. we we usually do our meet of the episode, whatever our topic is. Then we. Uh, in the end, we give out recommendations of albums or artists or songs that we think right. you should listen to, new or old, whatever. Yeah. But so. no, it'll it'll be more conversational, more laid back. But mm-hmm. that's I think that's the best way to kind of get into it. You know, it's going to start a great semester. We've already planned out a lot of our episodes too. Well, maybe we can hint at those at the end of the episode. But a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that I'm really looking forward to. A lot of yeah. exploration on Andrew's part, too. I mean, you remember last year, I kind of had to go through Bob Mould's entire Husker Du, Sugar, and solo yeah. discography. And that, that was No, it was fun. It was fun as hell. But, like, uh, you know, I did a lot of discovery last year on Andrew's part, and now kind of Andrew gets to get the end, other end of that oh, bullet yeah, and discover sure. some, some of my stuff, and yeah, I'm looking forward so, to it. Yeah, no, the, there's a couple I already know that we're going to be doing in, in that front, and I'm looking forward to those. One yeah. of them will be next episode, which yeah. we'll get to at the end. But first, concerts. Yeah. Thing, live music. Yeah. Well, let's start by saying we Andrew and I met each other first semester of last year. And right in first semester, we became friends just based off music taste mm-hmm. and everything like that. What I did not know that our first 
concerts, our first two concerts, we didn't know each other, but yeah. we attended the same first yeah. two concerts. Granted, they were also big, like deal, like big name artists yeah. too. So it wasn't like a major coincidence that we both been to there. But yeah, it, I was like, so, like when you were talking about like all the concerts we went to, like my first concert was this, and you're like, whoa, that was mine too. Okay, and my second concert was this, and like, wow, so that was yeah. mine too. My third concert, if you had been there, you'd be stalking me at that point. <laughs> I know. Like, it was crazy. But uh, our first, both Andrew and I's first concert we've ever been to was seeing the Foo Fighters at DTE Music Theater on the Break a Leg Tour where Dave Grohl had a broken was, leg. I don't think that was the tour. actual name of the tour. No, but that's kind of what they, they yeah. changed it to when he broke his leg. And that was an amazing show. First that was show. A fantastic. Show. Up until this summer, that was... Whenever, that was doing as the best. Yeah. Whenever I tell to. people, like they ask me, like, what was the first show you've ever been to? And I say Foo Fighters. They're like, wow, that's pretty lucky because, you know, people, you know, they'll yeah. go they'll go to a concert with like their brother or sister, a band that they like that they don't like later on or like yeah. their parents drag them to something like I got to choose who I wanted to see. Yeah. And that band was amazing. That was a, a birthday present for me. So that was happening, I think, it was, roughly it was a, a month. Christmas present for me. Wow. Well, that early. Yeah. So, um. But no, I, I, my birthday is on July 24th, and I think that was happening roughly a month or so after. I think it's like 25th, 24th, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so it was about a month after. So that was a really cool birthday present. Shout out to my dad. Shout out to me. my dad who got me those tickets. Dude, too, yeah. Um, where were you? Shout festival? out for dads. Uh, I think I was definitely staged left um, on the lawn, um, probably you know where the pillars divide yeah. everything and that you get the no people in between there i was probably in the second cluster of people yeah. but it, i had a good view it was it was a good time yeah. and like all i remember is like being there and then turning i remember turning to my dad and i'm like dad what's that smell and uh <laughs> that was the first time i ever smelled uh <laughs> weed getting smoked at a concert I, uh, that yeah, was just, just a funny experience something. funny see, memory i just remembered something yeah. i remember like my like I, I kind of already kind of guessed what marijuana. I remember like my dad had like this semi-serious talk, mm -hmm. like coming to be like uh, this was 2015 when we saw this. So yeah. I was probably what 16 years old. I was 15. Yeah. So yeah, so I've been, I would have been 15, maybe 16, mm -hmm. maybe 17. Yeah, but my uh, freshman year of high school is when it, I this saw was would have been sophomore then for me. That yeah. was your going to your freshman. But I remember. Like driving my dad, okay, Andrew, he had like the semi serious tone. You know, we got to have this conversation. It's about drugs. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're, you're going to see some stuff there. Like, I've never been to a concert, dad, but I know. Yeah. And I remember, like, I remember, like, hearing, like, the middle of, like, one, one of their songs. He, he, like, poked at my shoulder. He's like, pointed, like, look, that's that guy's smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was, they, they said, oh, I'm never thinking, like, shout, dad, out, shout out to dads for just like, keeping it real. Why are you being like, <laughs> But um, but yeah, that was a great show, man. Dave Grohl, if oh, you never saw so it, good. he played sitting in this throne, basically. Rock throne. Yeah, that's how he. Guitar that's what he called it. I, I think Axl Rose, like when he was, I want to say he was either touring with either ACDC or uh, Guns N' Roses. I think mm -hmm. he actually acquired that throne from Dave when he broke something. Sure. So he was playing there too. But yeah, they they played a lot of they played a lot of stuff off their album that came out sonic, um, highways. sonic highways which came out a few months before that no it was actually a year before a Sonic year before? Highways was like okay. like october november of 2014 yeah and we have split opinions on that record which we won't yeah. get into I, but i was I, I enjoyed that show with that those songs in there and i, yeah, I personally like that like record. they play all the songs actually i, I like from that album so mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. um what just i mean it was just when my dad became like 
I think my dad left a, like he was really into the Foo Fighters before going on there. I mean, he, Foo Fighters, especially when they were getting real big, that was a little after his time them discovering music. That was like the last gasp. Yeah. But he, but especially since that show, man, he has become a Foo Fighters mark. He yeah. Loves the Foo, especially after that show, he turned into a mega fan mm-hmm. of them, which surprised me because I've as much as I still love them, they're still one of my absolute favorite bands, like mm-hmm. top five. For me, I, I I fallen a little bit out of them. I guess just my music got a little punkier. I right, just right. wanted to explore more. But, you know, I, I, I was still a major fan. I was singing along with most of those songs. Yeah. I was dancing as much as, not dancing, I was jumping up as much down as, yeah. much as I could because I was, I was not on the lawn. I was a little further down the seats on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were actually kind of close. Not we were, mid, mid, we're about middle of the, the stadium. Right. Probably. But it was it was a fantastic show. And the only critique I, ha- I would have of it is... um. It was cut, sh- it was not cut short, but it was short. It was a shorter one. Dave Grohl likes to talk, which we all know. He he likes to talk in between songs. Yeah. And also, there was a chance for him to play a Stooges song. Yeah, he's one of the. He's, I think actually, t- yeah. I think actually, looking back at the set list, I think he actually they started playing "Search and Destroy" and "I Want to Be Your Dog." I'm like, I want to hear "I Want to Be Your Dog," and then they decided to uh, play "Detroit Rock City" instead. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. You're gonna do what most people want. Yeah. Most people don't know the Stooges. But, so. but but what was still interesting about that is that when they because because if you don't have ever been to a Foo Fighters show, usually they'll they'll do a few covers in there. But a lot of times it's just like like snippets. Like mm-hmm. they'll they remember they started the guitarist they're playing "I'm the One" by Van Halen, which that was another song I wanted to hear them finish. But yeah. They they'll they'll do just snippets of it, and then uh, they were just gonna do a snippet of Detroit Rock City, but then everyone was just like. Everyone was like, what? What the fuck? We want to hear that. And they're like, you guys yeah. want to hear Detroit Rock City? Yeah. And it was like totally on the fly. They right. just busted out Detroit Rock City, which was impressive. Yeah. Even though I hate the song. Uh, I mean, it was still, I think we were we were both really lucky to have that as a first concert yes, experience. Yes, absolutely. And still one of the best concerts I've been to. And, and it, I talked about the part that stuck with me the most. Sure. So. Yeah, go for it. Funny that it came from the song Outside. It was one of the... Probably one of the best songs from yes, Sonic Highway. It is the best song on Sonic I, I actually prefer the first single. That's still my favorite uh, in there. Uh, but Outside's a really great song, too. I think that was the one Joe Walsh guessed on for, for, for that album. Yes. That was really cool. The part that I remember, this is just, just excellent symbolism, mm-hmm. too. Um, my dad was in the bathroom, and he was an idiot for going to the bathroom at this point. Um, when they were playing that, because it's kind of like, it has some psychedelics to it, even though it's kind of a hard rock song. Yeah. Again, remember, he had a broken leg. He had a cast. He had a cast. What he did, he took, like, his leg cast, and he took, like, the guitar, like, around the neck, like, around where the frets were. Mm. He just started rubbing the guitar neck and the strings against his cast. I mean, really cool, trippy noises. It sounded so cool. Yeah. He played a guitar solo with his leg cast. And what was so <laughs> cool to me about that, he was just like, because remember, this guy fell off a fucking, like, stage balcony and broke yeah. his fucking leg. And, he, and he's still, like, committing like continuing all his like touring commitments he's still going out and rocking on stage every night mm-hmm. in this rock throne with his leg cast on and like rubbing that guitar neck against the leg cast he's like you feel like fuck you you think this injury is gonna stop me no he literally used his injury to benefit his music and right. i thought that was just a cool that scene. was very cool that show was just magnificent and, and the second mm-hmm. one we, it, it just baffles my mind that like are I both those times mm-hmm. in my first two concerts I could have very well walked past you uh both times yeah. and and I didn't realize oh I'd be doing podcasts with this dude my whole college career that's pretty pretty <laughs> funny but uh but yeah our second show we ever saw was uh Black Sabbath, Sabbath. on their very last tour the ever end. yeah 
and it was in uh, the Palace of Auburn Hills, and uh, I think it was in February. So that was uh, just a, that would have been just a few months after the Foo Fighters show. That's great. And um, yeah, that you know what I, I I can't say I was disappointing disappointed by it because I mean I knew these guys were kind of old, especially Ozzy. But like the only thing that really kind of like I, I won't say it was a letdown with that one. It's just like the thing I kind of remember about Ozzy being like, man, you were never a vocalist. You should not be performing at this mm-hmm. age at this greatly. Like, some of the songs were like the, the where the the other instruments were so loud, it kind of helped mask some of his vocal re- deficiencies, we'll say. Sure. Um, but, like, especially, like, the like, I don't know why they chose. Like, I, I, I get symbolism why they started off with the self-titled Black, self-titled Black Sabbath song. Yeah. But, man, that the issue with starting that was it overexposed Ozzy to just such a great degree. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I guess, was too young to kind of critique uh, a concert at that point, mm-hmm. but if I was to look back, I I I would agree with you. I still enjoyed that concert a lot. It was um, it, what was different about that one is like it, it was in the palace, so we were everyone was sitting down, and that was kind of the first time I've seen. Well, yeah, the first time I've seen a live show where everyone just kind of sits back and listens. Really, Foo Fight Foo, Fu- Foo Fighter. Yeah, maybe not where you were, but definitely in the section I was. Yeah. Everyone was sitting, and everyone was just kind of sat back. And just took it all in, and mm-hmm. and in some ways, I I preferred that to the Foo Fighters show, but it was because it's Black Sabbath. I mean, you got the greatest rhythm section yeah. in rock and well, roll. Not that show. That show was still pretty good. Uh, well, 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 well the, it did, they didn't have Ward. The rhythm section, yeah. they didn't have Ward. It, the White Zombie guy was good, but like a lot of people were like, "It's the White Zombie." Who fucking cares? But I mean, Geezer, he he knows how to oh, he knows absolutely. how to play. And Tony, I know me was great as ever. We they, saw him. We he turned. 68 or something that day when you yeah. saw him on his birthday it was his birthday and we all sung happy birthday to him yeah that was fantastic mm-hmm. what a great it was it's just lucky that we're we're alive yeah. in a time where we got to see black sabbath's last tour yeah and you know what cool. as much as i harp on farewell tours because there are certain bands that will kiss name but mm-hmm. uh you know farewell tours tend to not have always the most uh rock solid foundations they right. tend to be cash grabs not actual farewells that one, come on, let's be real. It was that the was, end. It was the real end. That I, was, they they have no plans to reunite after no. that. I mean, that that's not to say for all. I mean, that's not to say for Ozzy solo stuff, but yeah. you know, it was yeah. still a fantastic experience. True. This is when we start to diverge, though. We, we, Andrew and I yeah. aren't going to concerts well, together. Well, can I say the one the one memory that I that just stuck with me actually didn't come from Black Sabbath. It was from the Rival Sons who opened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a great opener. Yeah, the Rivals. If you've never heard the Rivals, they're fantastic. Um, I think I mentioned them during a Garage mm-hmm. Rock Probably. episode last season, um, which kind of acted as our unofficial season finale even though we wasn't we recorded one episode never made it to air unfortunately but um yeah. i think we recorded a couple that didn't make it but it's it's fine it, it is what it is but that was the ride was actually a really good episode i thought um but i had mentioned them and they kind of have they kind of small classic rock feels but they bring back some new newer radio styles to it and, and they're, they're a really good band and they have a really great performance i saw them live uh, i won't really talk about that concert i saw earlier this year they were good but there wasn't anything memorable there but their singer is one of the, for my money, one of the best singers, vocalists, frontmen, whatever, who you can find in, in, in rock today. I think he's absolutely fantastic. The image I still have of him, literally, like from, I can't remember which song, but he was just literally just screaming these notes at the top of his lung. He mm-hmm. was literally collapsing on the floor, like just kneeling down, just singing this. It was awesome. Yeah. 
So that's that's, that's cool. the one image I still have drilled in my brain from that show. My yeah, it was it was a very good experience. But let's go let's go. Do you want to go first now that we're no, diverging? Let, or? Uh, what's your next show? My next show, <laughs> you can laugh. It was uh, Slipknot <laughs> with Marilyn Manson opening. They also had a couple other bands that played before that I don't really remember. Well, yeah, because but how um, can you not forget but Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Slipknot was very good, and I was very into them at the time. And but uh, Marilyn Manson kind of had the big memory when he burned a Bible <laughs> on stage. That was pretty, pretty wicked. But uh, cool. yeah, but Slipknot put on a great show. It was um, they played a lot of old stuff. Um, at that point, the what, Gray what, Chapter was, was the Gray out. Chapter. I was gonna say yeah, the Gray Chapter was out. That that was kind of their more slower one, and they kind of realized like. No one really wants to listen to them play slow songs. So they played, and there's from that that show kind of gets faded out of my memory a little bit. Um, Did, were you in a mosh pit that show? No, no, I was too scared. I was still too. I was still a young a young lad. I, I wasn't ready for a mosh pit, but I I uh, it was still great to see. Do you do you, do you have some forty one later on? Because I know that was your first mosh. That pit. was my first mosh pit at Rock on the Range. Oh, Rock get, on, that was the Rock that. on the Range. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save that then for later. So, was there anything particularly memorable about the Slipknot show? Other than Marilyn Manson putting on a, a pretty good performance, burning the Bible, and then uh, just I also realized that Marilyn Manson is not aging particularly well. <laughs> but uh, but no, Corey Corey Taylor. You know, you'll hear me say all the time he's one of the best voices in metal today. But uh, and you can disagree, but I I will you know, always think I, that. You know, I I can't deny he's a talented vocalist. I guess his deliveries. You know, I, here's what I've always said about Corey Taylor. Taylor, I won't st stick along on this. I promise. Mm -hmm. Corey Taylor is if he's a very talented guy. I've just never he, he's just his talents never translated into like great music to me. Mm -hmm. Like I've always said, Slipknot's a stupid band. Sonzaros is boring band. You know, and I, I don't think either particular of them are that. It's I know you you must think I like hate them. I don't hate Slumnot or Stone Sour. I just there's just not there doesn't to me they're not that good, and there's just nothing that I think that jumps out with me with them. And I just you know I, I again Kurtis is one of those guys I want to like, but he just doesn't have a never it's never given me a reason to. So yeah, but I, I can't deny was, that he must have put on a great show. It was a great show for me. I think um and at the time that that was a good lineup. That was a couple years after their mm -hmm. bassist Paul Gray died. And um Yeah, that's why it was the great show. Yeah. The, but their um but their their replacement bassist was very good. Mm -hmm. I think they still had Jordan as one of the drummers. It was a great lineup, great show. They played a lot of good hits, not particularly a lot of memorable experiences, mm -hmm. but it was still it's in my memory. So, I had a different show. Yes, for my third one, and this is why I said if you had seen this one too, I would have thought you were a soccer because there's no way. Because my third show was seeing the Damned at Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> which was very cool. So, so you know, I so my senior trip, I guess. So my um, I won't get too much into this, so I don't embarrass my sister. But we'll say that she was not able. All I'm gonna say is that she was not able to tag along with my mom and me to go to go to uh, Disney World um, that year. This was this would have been in this was way after. Like there was a long drought of me not seeing shows. This was over a year. Okay. Because Black Sabbath was in the February of 2016. Right. This damn show was in was have been like in April, I think, of 2017. So sure. it was over a year. Um, but we went to Disney World, and you know, I, I'm not the biggest Disney guy, but if you want theme parks, not thrill parks, a theme park, it is very hard to beat what Disney does. Sure. They really, 
try to make you like give you that suspension of disbelief. They try yeah. to get you immersed into whatever wherever you're at, and it's pretty cool. I like how they do it, and I'm also a big Pixar guy, so there, there was definitely a lot to do. The Aerosmith coaster, as much as a sell as it is, it's mm-hmm. fun. But you know, I I sit. I I always I also remember that there's a House of Blues venue in the downtown Disney, or as they, as they call it, Disney Springs now. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, there was one there. I was like lo- looking at shows. I remember seeing Bla- Bad Religion was there a few months before. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Ah, I was like so close to seeing them then, but no. Um, but I did notice that there was a band called The Dam there, and I knew The Dam. I knew they were one of the original punk groups from England. I didn't know them that. The thing I still kicked myself about the show, I didn't know The Dam that well before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew Machine Gun Etiquette and um, uh, the first album, Damn, 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 before. And I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. I want to, I, I asked my mom, maybe hey, we'd, we'd be all right if I went to see it. And she was like pretty loose. She was like, yeah, go ahead if you wanted to see that. And so that was like the like one of our... The second to last day was me going to downtown Disney to see the damned at, at them. And it was really fun. The, the opening band, the Bell Rays, they were really cool. They're kind of like a soul punk band. It's the best way I can describe them. Mm-hmm. They're pretty cool. Uh, they did not. The, the thing I remember about them is that their lead singer, she did not want to be an opening act. She kept saying, get up, everybody. It's a rock show. And yeah. she was like, which was fun. But um, I was actually right against the railing. I got there early. I was right against the railing to cool. see them. Their keyboardist was just like a flick a few feet away from me cool. up on the stage and David Van the thing the thing there's two things I remember David Vanian their front man he he looked like a Bond villain he's like an old he looked like a really old senior Bond villain <laughs> he looked so fucking cool he had this he started off with this long trench coat he had mm-hmm. these black gloves he was wearing like a like a dress shirt and like suit pants sure. he took that trench coat off and he just had this white drape it looked so cool mm-hmm. he had these sun- You'd have to just see it. He actually looked kind of cool. He's a guy that's definitely gotten better looking with age as far as, like, how he presents himself. Right. Captain Sensible looked, go- looked goofy as ever. But attuned to Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. Captain Sensible, a few, like, a few shows before, I hadn't heard about this until I, I, I got into the show and some kid told me, he'd fallen off, like, one of the ledges, and he had broken one of his ribs, so he wasn't able to, like, stand up and perform. Unlike a rock throne. Yeah. Captain Sensible was given a toilet to sit on, and he, so he sat on this fucking toilet this entire show and was <laughs> playing his stuff. The funniest moment ever at a show I've seen is when he did this like single signal to like a roadie, and I know you guys can't see because it it's a podcast, but he was doing like, like you know, like kind of like you would for like singling for a drink. He just kind of like tipping yeah. one up, yeah. And this fucking roadie comes up. He pulls like off the lid of a water tank at the toilet, <laughs> and pulls out a beer for him. That was fucking hysterical. That's very cool. The damned were very fun. Uh, my first mosh pit was was in the damned uh, new rows. I was actually got out off of, off like the railing. I, was, I looked behind me. I saw this mosh pit. I'd never been in one. It's like, do I keep my front place spot or do I go to the mosh pit? <laughs> yeah. Front place mosh pit. I was dancing like two seconds later. It was great. Okay. Sorry, that was a lot. No, 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 no. That w- that's that's a big one. Your first mosh pit's always the big one. Yeah, right? of course, and. You know, the Damned are great. I was a, I was a major Damned fan after that. They're they're one of my favorite punk bands now. Um, mm. I love them. If you if no you doubt. haven't gotten to the Damned, that's really the what, what get into the Damned. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt they're essential. My my now I I I started doing festivals early because my th- my fourth show ever was going to a three day festival. It's a Rock on the Range. Rock on the Range in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it's now called uh, Sonic Temples. They kind of rebranded themselves this past yeah. year. But um, this lineup was supposed to consist, and you've heard me talk about this before. Um, I've probably mentioned on the podcast mm-hmm. before. 
It was supposed to be Soundgarden, Corn, yeah. um, and Metallica as the headliners. And Soundgarden is my favorite out of the big four of the grunge. You know, you've heard me say that before. It, it is very close to mine as well. Just yeah. a hair under. Right. So. Um, two days before I was supposed to see Soundgarden perform is when Chris Cornell unfortunately committed suicide. And I remember waking up that morning and just crying. I didn't want to go to school. I was like, I was already packed for this thing. I was so sad, but like, you know, I still was going to go because I love Metallica. I like corn. Um, <laughs> and there was also a, uh, Save that with a stress yeah, face. There was also a, a, a lot of, um, bands kind of like playing on the side stages that I wanted to see. Um, and you know, I still was going to go. I bought my ticket. It was like $200. I'm going to go. But um, and they ended up putting on a great tribute for Chris mm-hmm. Cornell, um, Corey Taylor, and um, a few other people that were um, kind of at the show. Corey Taylor wasn't even supposed to be there. He played with Stone Sour or Slipknot the week before, and he just kind of stuck around um, to do the tribute. He he came out mm-hmm. and played um, "I Am the Highway" and a lot of Audio Slave songs, and wow. he was able to reach those high notes, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, Metallica, of course, on the final day, put on a fantastic uh, show. A lot of fireworks, a lot of pyrotechnics. Just cause, you know, they got did, the money did, for it. Did Did they do any uh, Soundgarden tributes? Uh, Metal- tributes? Metallica yeah. did not. They, I mean, they did kind they of have a it? strict. Yeah, I, I'm sure James was like, you know, this song goes out to Chris. I, I, I know he did that. Um, a lot of bands on the side covered Soundgarden yeah. songs. Um, and my. F- first mosh pit was embarrassingly to some 41 which played there at the time i didn't mind them and now i completely and utterly uh, hate them to me some 41 is blink 182 but not as bad yeah That's pretty much pretty much and it was still a good time the people i did it with were very courteous and they kind of realized that me and my buds were uh were new to this whole <laughs> hard rock thing and um but there was a lot of there was a lot of good like new metal bands that i was introduced to um my buddy showed me a band called Beartooth, which was very cool. Okay. They're very good out of um, Cleveland, I think. No, they're out of Columbus, Ohio. So they were like right back home mm-hmm. and playing to like, and Rival Sons played there as oh, well. Oh, wow. That's... So I saw them a second time. I saw The Offspring, Volbeat. I saw. Um, hey, I would love to see Volbeat. I saw Primus do a set. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. That was the only set that. Uh, chicks were flashing too ironically which is very funny. what yeah the primus set but uh but yeah i so many is, is does does less claypool exude that kind of sexual magnetism I, I suppose i suppose but it it was right before they released an album so they were playing just all the hits and it was a good set oh cool um but that that festival was kind of when i decided like yeah this this whole concert going to concert things this is something i'm falling in love with and from there I started going to concerts as much as humanly possible, which I'll get into. But they, that festival was a life-changing experience. You know what? I've always looked at Rock on the Range. My dad's talked, like, every 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 time that those things are announced, my dad's just like, hey, like, because he'll be usually interested in the headliners. But most of, most of the stuff that's get there are just the modern radio stuff that I don't mm-hmm. listen to very much. There's, there's, I can only, whenever I look at Rock on the Range, I always only like I, I listen to I go to see like seven of these bands, like, yeah. and that's it. So, you know, uh, Rock on the Range. I think if, if if they if they start picking better hard rock bands, better metal bands to, to perform there, I would love to go yeah. someday. But as it stands, eh, what is whatever. Yeah. The only thing about that I will say though. I, because for for people who don't know, the last ever Soundgarden show, actually the night that Chris Cornell 
unfortunately committed suicide was in Detroit, in Detroit which yeah. we're, which home for us is about an hour away. So I am still kicking myself for not going. I remember yeah. mentioning that my dad. My dad's not a major Soundgarden fan, so yeah. that's probably why I couldn't convince him. But man, I really wish I'd gone there. I remember sending my dad a text saying, hey, Soundgarden's playing tonight. Can we go? And he's like, you're seeing them in two days. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then, oh. boom. Yeah. What? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's like tempting fate right there. Yeah. You know, and, and again, that's not obviously the only reason you should be sad. It's like, I couldn't see my band. You know, obviously that's not the tragedy there. Mm. So, but still. It, it was it was, it was, was still a good experience. Rock on the Range is yeah. something I'm going to remember my whole life. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all right, what's your next show? Um, Against me uh, with Bleached. So, mm. um, there, I really have a whole lot of memorable moments here. Mm-hmm. This was just kind of... Um, Again, I loved again. I love against me, and no, for some reason, you're not as hot on them, which I sh- shocks me still because I figured they would have been one of your favorite bands. Yeah, when I first they met just you. they just kind of they bore me sometimes. I, I'm so sure if I give him another, you know, if, try, I, I bet if you it. listen to their really early stuff, you'd love them. Mm. But um, but no, I I love I, like I love I love most pretty much all eras of against me. I thought their last album was really strong. I I I was introduced to them with Transgender Dysphoria Blues. I've only actually I've ever known Laura Jane Grace, not. Tom Gable, I think that was who she was before mm-hmm. the whole sex change. We didn't know that, um, but no, they put on a fan, really fantastic set. They squeezed a lot of songs in there. They played a lot of the old stuff, a lot of a lot of new stuff as well, and they and just everyone was going crazy for them. I remember just really, really just just, just going crazy there. Um, I remember actually, I was almost just excited to see Bleach though. Um, they were one of the opening bands before. Mm-hmm. Um, them, but their, their acoustics were a little off, but I thought they were good. But um, I remember the the one thing I remember about seeing Bleach, I was the only one in that entire venue dancing to Bleach. Yeah. I was right up against the wheels, like, I want to see Bleach. Um, if you don't know Bleach, check them out. Be, I know both Michael and I really love yes. Bleach. So yes. I'm not as hot on their new record. Don't listen to the new album. Yeah. But, uh, but no, that um, they had just released uh, Can You Deal, that EP, mm-hmm. and Welcome to Worms the year before, so I was like so excited for them. But against me was great too. Um, I, my second mosh pit was against me. I didn't expect mosh pits because oh, they're a folk punk band. They don't have electric guitars. Then, then when I was at the show, I remembered, oh yeah, they perform all their songs with electric guitars now. Mm-hmm. So it is gonna be a mosh pit. So I moved right from the again. I was right at the front railing again, but I moved over to the mosh pit for most of the show. Nice. It was a fun time. It's how I got inspired to create my own punk jacket because I saw some there. Yeah. So and at the dam too. So those are kind of the inspirations for that. So yes. the one moment though I will say I remember from them is when they performed their song Transgender Dysphoria Blues. It's the title track for the first album I ever heard. It is so it's a fantastic song for my money, one of the best songs released this, this decade. A phrase you might be hearing later on this season. That's up. But I love that song to death and when they started I remember just standing, just like, not moving, standing in the middle of the monster. Screaming at the fucking ceiling with these lyrics, and all this chaos going around. That's awesome. That's like the one image I have. So, yeah, um, I think you should give Gensmi another try, Michael. But I won't get into it right now. I, you know what? I didn't realize that they were more folk punky. Well, and that when, when early on, that's what they were. Especially that there, there wasn't a whole lot of electronic element, like like electric, not electronic, um, electric, you know, guitar elements to their mm-hmm. early uh, stuff. Especially reinventing Axl Rose. That's their first studio album. Yeah. Really great. I think you'd love that. Okay. So these next two, I'm going to group together. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to spend time on this one. I saw Stone Sour, another Corey Taylor band, uh, mm-hmm. in Andrew's mind, the boring Corey Taylor band. <laughs> and then I saw them co-headline with Korn. 
Um, because at Rock in the Range, their uh, corn set actually got cut in half due to weather. So it was kind of like my redemption. I needed to okay. see a full corn set. So I went to that show. Um, that's not the one, the prevalent one, though. I also saw a concert at Ford Field, which I'm going to argue is probably the biggest venue in Michigan. I mean, it's a fucking the biggest football stadium I in mean, Michigan. I mean, it so. probably is. I mean, without the Silverdome now, it's probably right. Ford Field. So it's, so it's huge. And this arena was sold out for none none other than U2 um with Beck opening uh which you're you're a fan of Beck I'm a fan of U2 but um it was it was a gift from my mom who's a huge U2 fan and I enjoyed the show a lot I was only and we got in there early and man I was only about 10 feet away from the edge when they came out on the stage it was so freaking cool um seeing them perform and they performed the joshua tree in full which is their best album undoubtedly mm. but um it was a good time it was a real good time and i remember just uh, you know you too like say what you will but their fan base is dedicated so when my dad had to like get up and go to the bathroom or get another beer you know he had to basically fight his way <laughs> back to the front in order to you know to sit or stand with uh, my mom and i and my cousins were there too it was it was a really I started to realize like, yep, this is this is the capacity that music can have. You can fill up stadiums with this stuff. You can fill up Ford Field with this. Um, it was a very awesome experience. Beck, say what you will, I, I'm not a big fan of Beck. He, it was also right after right before he released his latest album, Colors, which I think is just hot garbage. But uh it was all right. The the show was a, a nice experience. You know what? I won't take away that from you, Michael. Yeah. It's very good for you. I would have stayed for Beck and leave. <laughs> yeah, we Sorry all know. Left. We all know that. You know, I, I, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast. I'm, I kind of have this. I, I hate you two. There's yes. no way to say I hate you yes. two. So, but I, here's what I will say though: as much as I think the music's overblown garbage, um, if there's any venue that that music's going to even slightly work, it's going to be a large stadium. Not because a lot of people should be listening to them, because no one should be listening to you too. Fuck you. But. <laughs> But no, it's because you have that large area. You have those lot of big echoes. You have this, yes. just this huge environment. And I don't think they succeeded it, but certainly their intention for the music is to sound big. Yeah. So absolutely, I if if there was a place to see you two, it would be at a stadium like yeah, that. Yeah, it so. was it was cool. Um, and then you can go ahead with this next one. I'm gonna kind of rapid fire off the next ten. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, well, I, I just want to make sure we talk. I just want to make sure I talk about memories too, like not. Yeah, yeah. Not so like this. The, the next one was actually so that against me was in the, like I think late September of 2017. In about in December, this was a little bit before finals, my first semester of college. This is all like we're in the college territory now too. Mm. Uh, I saw the Descendants in Grand Rapids. It was at That's cool. 20 Monroe, 20 Monroe Live, which is a fairly mm. new venue there. Yeah. And they were playing with Mustard Plug and some other local Grand Rapids band. Um, there were a couple memories from there, not all of them good. Um, so, like, I remember, like, the thing that I remember, like, first getting in there, I was just standing there, and there's this dude, I don't know his name. He was, um, I was nervous texting with my friend, and he, this guy comes up. And I, I, had, I had my jacket at this point, not my vest. This is my first concert with, 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 the, with the patented yes uh, andrew mullen punk fest yes and i had a of course i had the bad religion back patch on there and this guy wearing this bad religion atomic garden shirt comes up to me and he says 
hey man, bad religion, fuck yeah. And he was clearly wasted. <laughs> Mind you, this is before even the opening, like not mustard blood, the opening, the right. small town opening band had started. Right. He was already wasted. Yeah. This is like only, only like 30 minutes probably after the doors opened. Right. He was like, fuck yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I was like trying to be nice to him. I was like, yeah, bad religion's awesome, you know, whatever. And he's like, Cool man, better get ready. Better put that phone away. Better get ready to throw down tonight. I'm like, that's what I came here for. I wanted a mosh pit because I only, I've only gotten, I got, I got the bug after against me and damn. So right, I was like, right. all right, um, I'm excited. Literally during the opening, man, this guy comes up to me and man, dude, this guy's like a, this band's probably like a mid-tempo alternative hard rock band, not really something to mosh to. He was trying to start a pit with me. He was coming <laughs> up. He was like giving me taps on the shoulders. He was also running his head into girls' asses. That was uh, obviously, yeah, yeah, it was bad. I think he got kicked out. And I mean, that, is, that is the downside of concerts is just you're going to find assholes. Yeah, I, I think mean, when, his, you, when you get that many people grouped up in one place, you're going to have a couple assholes. Yeah, and I think his wife was also there, probably not very happy. She had to leave the Descendants before even the mustard plug came on. Wow. But the positive side of it, the thing that really stuck with me with that show was the opening events got huge reactions. Granted, they're That's both cool. – Grand Rapid locals, but like Mustard Plug, I was like, I, I I had heard the name, I really didn't know them. They're a ska punk band for those uh, Michigan ska legends, like the biggest. Mm. Uh, aside from the Suicide Machines, the biggest ska punk group to come from Michigan, which isn't mm-hmm. really much of an acclaim, but okay. they're 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 still fine. I, I I enjoy them, but like everyone was just like, but like from the moment they started playing, everyone was in the middle, just skanking, and as was I, it's like, oh wow, people are gonna do this, cool, and I jumped right in, yeah, because I I didn't expect that. It was like an opening band, That's like awesome. So that was cool. The Zens were great, too. They put on a fantastic show. They played all the classics, played a lot of stuff from their new record, which mm-hmm. I think had been out for, I, I don't know if that came out that year. Maybe. I think it was 2016, actually. So okay. it had already been out for a year. But it was great time. They played really well. Milo, nerdy as ever, had, like, this water backpack to get on his back to keep himself cool. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're the dorkiest band in punk rock, and I love them, so... That's cool. They that was a great show. I didn't have the most fun because of drunk eyes and my patches kept falling off, and I yeah. had to learn how to deal with that. But I I thought it was a great show. I'm actually the one thing I sorry do you mind if I say one more thing? Sure. Uh, the one thing before the show that was like the first and as far the only show where I had to like properly scour up money to go see. That was. <laughs> broke as fuck before and i'm like i really yeah. had my heart set on seeing this show yeah. so i was selling off video games i didn't want i oh. had to just so i had just enough to see them so wow that was a that's 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 a good story you're gonna keep yeah uh these next few i'm gonna rapid fire off okay. just for interest of time but um this is now we're in the realm of the summer of 2018 which is my summer of concerts i saw a grand total mm-hmm. of 10 different shows in the summer of 2018 starting out with um bloodfest which i've mentioned on this podcast before is a small uh one day festival that happens right across the street from my house um i live in a small town of heartland howell michigan and they play this festival was at the old heartland high school they used the Mm -hmm. high school as a venue um this is the first time i got experience with local music scenes the first experience i had doing intimate venue shows mm-hmm. i remember a good memory being seeing a band called shortly which you gotta look up um i remember sitting down crisscross applesauce on the stage just right in front of the bassist and 
after every song he'd give me a high five like you don't get those experiences when you go she shows at dt yeah, or the palace or Ford Field. Not like come up and give no, you a fist bump not at all so it, it that's that's what i know from that one after that i kind of saw a shrew of shows starting with like um primus and mastodon they were co they that co-headlined a show i was Okay, I got that. Was there anything memorable there? Because, my God. That oh, was yeah, a- certainly. Uh, the memorable thing there was uh, really uh, mean security guards. Me and, my, <laughs> me and my friends were, like, doing, like, a happy jig to My Name is Mud, and a few girls came down and, and joined us, and these security guards just broke us up, and it was it was awful. Stupid. But, uh, but Matt, they put on a great show, and at that show, I won a, um, like, it was a radio um you know how the radio tents are out at those shows they were doing like a spin the wheel thing and i um and i won i spun the wheel and i won mystery prize i'm like oh what's that and they're like you can pick um to get two tickets to any of the bands you see on this table i'm like hell yeah so i picked um a math rock show my first math rock show um a band called chan Mm -hmm. which is a socal um math rock group very good um, Polyphia, which is probably the most famous math group, n- math rock group now. Um, and then a band called TTNG, which I'm totally in love with. Uh, the, the full name is mm-hmm. This Town Needs Guns. You got to look them up. Oxford band. They have an album called Animals, which they played in full. Um, such a good experience. And I, that was at uh, St. Andrews. And it was just, uh, I lo- I, that was the on- first and only math rock show I've been to. And I intend to go to more. It was nice. beautiful. Um, I also saw Weezer and Pixies. That that one. Um, oh, were they? Did it, did, did Weezer play any covers? That? The, yes, yes. That was um. That was right after they came out with the Africa cover. So of course they played that. They played tape. They pretty much preluded the Teal album with that show. They they played like the first verse of Paranoid. They played um Take on Me. But of course, they played uh, a lot of stuff off the Blue album, Pinkerton, and they only limited at that point. Um, Pacific Daydream had just came out, and they only played one song off that, which I was very Good. grateful for. Um, I went to see the Pixies. Did they play anything off of Maldroy? Sorry. Um, I don't particularly remember. Oh. I, th- you know what? They probably played. Uh, isn't Dope Nose off that? You can check it for me. But uh, they definitely played that. I originally just went to see Pixies mainly, and they put on a good set. Not the best they probably ever put on, uh, but it was still a good show. Yes, it is. Yeah, Dope so they played Don't Knows. They did play some stuff off Knowledge, right? I also saw, I've told this story at least twice on this podcast before, so I'm not even going to touch on it, but I saw Dinosaur Jr. that, that summer and got Hell my yeah. ears blown off. Perfect experience. Well, well, for, well, actually, how about this? For those who, who haven't, who, who may have not have heard the story, tell them about when you actually got to meet your hero, Jay Yes, I, I did get to meet them right before the show. That was amazing. And he, Jay is an asshole, and he <laughs> he told he wanted the dude taking my picture to smash my phone. But, hey, I, I knew that was who Jay was, and I was fine with it. Uh, but the next show sounded more yeah, interesting. I, the, the next show was um, was seeing Lou Barlow, which is the bassist of Dinosaur Jr., doing his own little solo thing. And I saw him in an abandoned church in Lansing. And uh, it was very intimate, probably the most intimate show I've ever been to. Everybody was just being sad together. And <laughs> right, and I bought I bought this uh, this ticket that got me um, dinner with Lou right before nice. the show. I, again, just go to the Dinosaur Jr. episode. I pretty much talk about this whole experience, yeah. the entire episode. But uh, it was so much fun. 
it was uh it was great to meet and kind of get to know my heroes what, what, what was was Lou nice Lou was a very nice guy he, uh, he's he's certainly I would love to meet him again Jay not so much but I knew Jay was not the type to uh meet yeah. people I'm blame him but yeah. yeah he could have been a little nicer so yeah go li- if you want to hear that whole story it's a great story go listen to the dinosaur junior episode it's uh last season but then in that same summer I also saw smashing pumpkins um probably the most cinematically amazing show i've ever seen just because mm-hmm. billy corgan just has the money just throw into those shows for the most amazing visuals and failing wrestling organizations <laughs> yes but he um <laughs> there was these huge screens these huge sets this piano up on in this tower that he would play on it was so amazing visually to see those guys and they put on they didn't lose a beat either they um uh, one, one question I have about that one uh, was Billy Corgan being a pretentious dick. Like no, Billy Billy Corgan did not speak the entire show until the very last song. And really, he, it was James Eha doing all the commentary in between songs, and it was that's the way. Do you I remember what he it. said? What Billy Billy, said? Billy he actually kind of said like, "I know I'm kind of the asshole of the band, but I just wanted to say like Detroit is means a lot to us. Like they because nice. that was kind of where they got their start. Is in you know they're a Chicago band, but they would play in Detroit a lot, and they played um. They played Try, 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 their, their song off of um, Machines of God. And that that's that kind of alludes to Detroit a lot. And that was like their, their second to last song. It was it was a great show. Um, and lastly, for that summer, got to see Radiohead with my dad. Um, we're both huge Radiohead fans. It was kind of like my college send-off present from my dad to I, me. It was just a great experience because uh, all throughout that summer, uh, my dad didn't really go with me to these shows except for the dino show so like going together and seeing a band that we really loved was awesome and uh they it, they the way radiohead did the moon shape tour pull uh pool tour was um they would play a night um two nights in pretty much every big city one playing all the hits that people knew and another one playing a show basically for the hardcore radiohead fans that want like the deep i went for the one of the underground songs the b-sides i I, well i maybe maybe i got my time but i thought Mm -hmm. you said you weren't you weren't like a you didn't know radiohead i didn't i didn't at the at the time i wasn't the hugest radiohead fan i knew i liked them and my dad was a huge fan so i didn't know a lot of the songs but after that is when i really delved into them and like i listened to kid a in full for the first time which is an experience everyone's got to have yeah um so yeah it that was my summer of concerts 10 shows in total just the best way to kind of uh celebrate graduating high school and getting off to college so yeah Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, that was great. It's all. It, I think that's actually a really cool way of capsuling all one summer. You know, yeah. it's, I was working at Cracker most of that summer, <laughs> hey. so you know what? You had a better summer than I did. Yeah. Um. So actually, now we're starting to enter 2018 for me. Um. This is this is in winter of 2018. Um. I'm gonna blitz through some of these real quick and up until the the only music festival I've been to so far. Um. Uh. Next one's Blues Traveler. Yikes. You know, I know Michael. You don't like him. Which, Yikes. Fine. I, 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 especially those early 90s, those 90s records, I think are, are, are fantastic. So, um, you know, I was actually looking forward to see him because I, I know John Popper, he's a, I, I've heard John Popper compared to like, he's like the Jimmy Page of like harmonica players. And you know what? I don't, that, that, that comparison is pretty accurate. I would say he's a fan. He's, he's just a wizard on that thing. And I, I think he was really good, uh, that night. It, it was, However, and this kind of vindicates you, Michael. Mm. He, he was kind of 
uh, yeah, it was my least favorite show I've been to. But it wasn't even really them that really drew it back. Some of it was them. Like, part of it was this was definitely a show that you need to sit down for. And I was in the cheap, like, general mission standing. This was at 20 Mar- I think I already said it was 20 Mar- Road again. So, yeah, that, that, that kind of hampered it because I was just, my legs were tired by the end. It's like, and then you don't, you're not going to move around really to lose travelers. So, yeah. And also, um, their set list sucked. Like, they played a lot of, like, stuff from their upcoming album, and they sounded bad. They did not mm-hmm. sound good. Um, they, they, there was, like, a, a, like quite a few songs from their early stuff. They didn't play Gina. They didn't play Crash Burn. This is stuff like, oh, come on, guys, you got to play. So, uh, But overall, you know, I, they, they still sounded really good. Um, the two only two things that stood out for me was, um, A, when they had some technical difficulties early on. I remember, like, these guys, like, John Popper and the other guy would go back, take a, take a cigarette break while everyone was getting fixed. Um, the guys would just continue just to play. They'd noodle around in their instruments, and then when when everything was ready, they would just slowly reacclimate themselves, and they would just jump back right into whatever song they are playing. It was really yeah. cool. It was actually a really cool way they did it. They, they just shows how, prof- like, especially professional these guys are at their, with their craft. Also, I also remember, all, the only other thing I remember is when these two, um, uh, like, there's this, like, two, like, middle-aged women. They started, like, before the band started, they looked like they already been drinking. They also really wanted to get um, an early, early start to dancing mm-hmm. and getting uncomfortably close to each other. So <laughs> uncomfortably close, I thought I was about to see these two women fuck right in front of me wow. at the Blues Travers show. And that would have been... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, boy. But, um, what yeah. What a show. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, next, uh, a few months later, was Judas Priest at uh, Masonic Temple. Um, that was a f- great show. Saxon actually was one of the opening bands. They're actually, uh, oh, oh, you you would you would hate Saxon, Michael. Okay. But I, I, I actually like Saxon, and I was surprised how good they sounded for their age. And the one that actually opened before was Black Star Riders. If you don't know, they're a modern hard rock band, and one of the guys is from Thin Lizzy. I like Thin Lizzy a lot. Can't say the same about Black Star Riders. All, all I know that I was with a friend at this show, and this is actually the f- first show I actually been with a friend. Like either, other ones, either were, were either with my dad or with uh, or just by myself. But when I when we, we were just so confused, like why are one of these guys like in midst of these like thirty middle like thirty something aged guys? Why is this this really old fucker there? It looks like one of the dads. One of the dads really wanted to be a part of the band, and they didn't want to say no. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, they weren't they weren't that good. But Judas Priest, like the thing, and and I, and, and I actually saw him twice that year. Uh, that was almost like the year of Priest for me. Yeah, why part of why they're now my favorite metal band, mm-hmm. bar nothing. Um, they did not they did not sound like they're in the sixties. Like mm-hmm. some like some of them were actually much younger than them. Yeah. The others, but like Halford sounds like he has not aged at all. It was great. That's cool. They're, they Firepower had just come out. It was a great album. They played some of their stuff. Sounded great. They play a lot of the old classics. Kind of got to hear Painkiller Live, which is my favorite metal song. Mm. One of the best metal songs ever. And that was just six minutes of awesomeness. And that was just a really fun show. Nothing memorable with Priest outside of them sounding really good, except for Rob Halford changing his jacket every three songs. Nice. So You gotta. But uh, do you mind if I talk about Camp Punk and Drebuk? That was my first and so far only punk, not no, music festival event. It was a punk festival. Um, a lot of things to mention there, but I'll limit it to a couple things. Um, no effects was supposed to play there. Yeah. I've told you the story, haven't I? I think you've told it on the podcast before. Uh, possibly. Essen- essentially, um, if I have, I'll keep it short. Essentially, 
they were being idiots and made jokes in Vegas about the Vegas shooting. No effects did. And even though it was a festival named after one of their albums, it was like their festival. They mm-hmm. got kicked out of it because of that, and they replaced with The Descendants. So I got to see The Descendants again, which isn't bad, but I wanted to see No Effects. I haven't again. Um, really, the there was a couple things. I'm off for the dinosaur. <laughs> Just that, that tiny show. detail. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I um, uh, Interrupters, I, I actually learned some stuff about them recently. I'm very torn about whether I should still be listening to them or not. But at the time, I did. I was just getting into them, and they put on one of the best shows I've ever been to. It was 40 minutes of fun. It was so I did not stop moving yeah. that entire show. Yeah, they they have such catchy catchy hooks, and it's just so easy to. It's they were great. But the one moment I do remember was one was during the first Descendants encore, mm-hmm. and like Milo came out. It's like so yeah, I've heard this rumor going on that everyone's expecting Jello to come out and play with us, and so here he is, and like. I hadn't heard about this at all. So Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys, one of like there are two people in music that I would actually go fanboy over. That would be Greg Graffin yes. and Jello Biafra. Yes. I was just like, what? And they played Police Truck. Jello Biafra played for Police Truck with the uh, Descendants. That was the coolest thing. Totally did not expect that. So that is a moment I will remember forever. Um, just got in here, Jello Biafra screaming Police Truck at the top of my lungs. So. That's awesome. Uh, Pine Camper, I'm going to drop, like, the, I wish I could spend more time on it, but it was a really, really fun show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to cut it off there. Uh, what's your next one? Well, our, my next two is our house shows of last year, which okay. we, we talked about on the podcast last year. Um, mm-hmm. but, so we'll just, we'll, it was seeing Grey Matter was both our first house shows, yeah. which was really cool. And that, I mean, you don't get an, an in, a more intimate venue than – watching someone play in a ha- in a basement in a base it was, so. it was a tiny like basement the room we're recording our podcast in is probably about the same size if right i remember they smaller. had like a um kind of a space underneath the stairs and you and i were just kind of like cowering under there like talking about music because we didn't want to everyone there was kind of yeah. like either a drug addict or a uh yeah. I, I, I was there faux pretending to do my job because I, I was writing a story about Green Matter at yeah. the time. So I was there to do job, get pictures. I didn't get any pictures because they all looked <laughs> terrible. But <laughs> but no, it, that was a lot of fun. I think it that was, was a, a lot of fun. Um, uh, I was getting my first house show experience. Is of course, I, as a punk fan, I don't know why it took me this long to go to one. But yeah. from, I know you love Dogleg, and you can talk about it in a second. Yeah. But for my money, one of my one of, if not my favorite michigan local michigan bands is gray matter yeah they're just a fierce weird sounding ska punk band i think they're great so also Uh, i just remember there being drugs everywhere yeah yeah (laughs) the the first sight i saw when i went into that place in lansing it's just a dude taking a mega rip from i just saw containers of weed everywhere it was fun it was a fun time but yeah that was our first house show and the first show Andrew and I went to you together. The next one was seeing a band that you kn- you all know I know and love. I just saw them again last night for the fifth time. <laughs> uh, Dogleg, the probably the best Michigan band right now. They um they always put on a great show and mm-hmm. and that 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 was the first that was me exposing them to you and you had a good time from what you you yeah, told yeah. me. Yeah, no, I, I liked them. I, I you know I'm not I'm not crazy about the whole you know. I'm not as big into emo music as you are. Yeah. So I think that's my only thing. But no, I thought they sounded great. Um, I had a fun time. I got to Lost again. It had been a while at that point. Yes. So 
I I I, I was um yeah I, I was satisfied. I think that was a good second house show. Yeah, that that was the um that was the second time I saw Dog Leg um first being at Bloodfest. And I forgot to mention in that summer I also saw Chicago and Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> so uh, well, there's a reason why you wouldn't want to mention that. Yeah, but Chicago was great. Ario Speedwagon was shit, but uh, but yeah. Uh, what's next for you? Um, well, actually, next for me was, uh, well, well, before that, I saw Juice Priest and Deep Purple here in Mount Pleasant. There wasn't much to mention there. Uh, Mustard Plug and Lansing at the Loft. Okay. Laura Stevenson. That was a fun show. This is when I actually know the shows that you went to. Yeah, and the, the only, well, this is a little bit before we started talking. I think this is a little bit before you joined CM Life. The only really notable thing about Mustard Plug there was that I skanked literally their entire set. Yeah. I was about to pass out by the end. Um, I need to teach you how to skank at some point, Michael. <laughs> well, the next one. Gray Matter show we'll go to. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. That'll be if it. there's space this time. Yeah. We, but, couldn't, uh, we couldn't do that. When but. did when did Rival Sons happen? Do you want me to do another one before you talk about that? Or do you just want to gloss over it? Uh, gloss over. I saw it with Actually, I saw Rival Sons with Elio. I think yeah. I mentioned this last, yeah. last season. I was on All with right. Elio. He kind of clowned him a bit because they were talking a lot during between songs, which annoyed me. They played too many power ballads, but there was some... Th- they're, 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 again, they were just a really solid live band that really didn't have anything noteworthy to mention about them. So I don't want to talk about them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save my senpai for last. Go ahead, finish off with whatever you wanted. Okay, add. sure. Um, this is now the summer of 2019 that we're in. I went to Bloodfest again. It was the last Bloodfest ever. Um, they're not doing it anymore, um, which is, is a shame. That, that's, that's a great experience and not something you're going to find in a lot of places. It's, mm-hmm. it's very special to me. Um, got to see Dogleg for the third time. Then I saw Dogleg for the fourth time <laughs> with my buddy Brody. We saw them at a house in Ann Arbor, and, of course, they kicked ass. And they, yeah. they a, a band called Parkway in Columbia opened for them, just a good Michigan indie band, mm-hmm. um, proceeded to go see Parkway in Columbia with um, another friend of mine at another house in Ann Arbor, um, with a lot of good openers were there, um, a band called Monica, which I, I kind of like. They're kind of a band camp band, uh, just shoegaze with um, Jay Mascus like uh, leads behind them. Very cool. Uh, there is a band called Bombastic Dream Pussy, which was really cool. <laughs> they, I don't know why I said that with like a southern tinge, but that's probably Bombastic yeah. Dream Pussy. But they uh, they put on a good. That's probably the funniest band name I've ever seen. And then they also had a band called Sea Home, which did an acoustic set. Very cool. That, so this so th- this past summer was essentially your summer of house shows and local bands. Pretty much, and and, and and music discovery. Yeah. That that's what it was. I didn't get out to a lot of shows this summer, which sucks. But I, it you ended. didn't. No, you yeah. didn't. Oh, you don't have a room to talk about that, my friend. Yeah. I mean, it, Andrew only saw one show over the summer, and I saw it with him, and it was amazing, and it was who? So, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Bad Religion is, like, my favorite band. I I think I've mentioned them a couple times in this episode alone. Yeah. But, yes. Um, so, they had a, Bad Religion released a new album this, this um, summer. In fact, actually, that was released the very... The day I was finally gonna move out of my dorm and was gonna go home for, um, and go work for the thumb, but finally I was done with the semester. It was a great semester and present, not as good as the last album, but I think it was still a great record. But I remember actually Dave forwarded me the link. Hey, they're playing in Royal Oak. I'm like, 
fuck, that's actually on a day I can I can go to. It was right at it was the day after Andrew and I went to Traverse, Traverse City, City for a journalism. So I remember Dave brought that like about two weeks before. I was like, no, I gotta choose my my career or my senpai. Who do I pick? But it, we, it looked like we were. I was just able to make both of those work. Um, so I was like, throughout everything this summer, I'm going to see that show yes. no matter what. And um, because I had I actually never seen them live before. And I was like, Michael, hey, they're not your band. That's fine. If you want to talk along, go ahead. I went for I, – I do like Bad Religion, and, the, and that show actually made me like them even more. But my main reason for going was just to see you freak out. <laughs> I, I, I was a fanboy. I was actually legit in tears at point you, during that you show. You actually cried. <laughs> happiness. I should yes. say happiness. I The opening band before there whatever, they, they just made really the Lawrence jokes Arms. about – They were bad. They weren't bad. They were just like sounded like a lot of other mid tier '90s punk bands, and they made uncomfortable jokes about Flint. Uh, but no, Bad Religion. I'm gonna take away my insane bias with this band for just mm-hmm. a second. Uh, just objectively speaking, it was a really great show, and I think you'd attest to that. I can add on to that just because we actually were able to get right on the rail, right front row. And from all the shows I've seen where I'm right in front, the sound quality is you can't really get that to be good. But Bad Religion somehow made it so we I could hear mm-hmm. Graffin sing, and I was still able to hear a little bit of bass, a little yeah. bit of guitar. The sound quality was great. And you know, and, and again, it didn't have Greg Haston or Brooks Rackman with them, which sucks. But you know, the, the other guys filled in just fine. And you know, just watching them play, like I just watching these old guys again, watching these essentially these old guys. These guys are fifties, pushing sixties at this point. Yeah. With them, and they still sounded really good. Um, Graffin doesn't really have to hit a whole lot of high notes anyway, so mm-hmm. it's not that hard for him but you're seeing these essentially these dads as you think you described jeep bentley as a rock and roll larry king yeah uh, just you know just these guy and they're just just bouncing around sales just sweat dripping everywhere yeah and they pulled out again sound quality was great they went they there was very they, they would talk every now and again between songs but it was essentially just it certainly felt like song 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 yes it felt like it was under two hours and it blitzed right through yes 27 songs granted their songs are all short so it's not hard for them to do that but mm-hmm. they they had a they pull off a really great set list that could please any kind of bad religion fan the mm-hmm. casuals the hardcore the old the young everyone and i i was very pleased the i I, I, I can't really pick a specific moment for them because, again, this is my favorite band. Seeing them was my favorite moment. Yes. Finally getting to see my favorite band live. Um, they played a, a, a song called Billy. It was a just deep cut off of my favorite album, No Control. In fact, they were, this was actually the 30th year anniversary this year. So nice. I was really hoping to hear that uh, album fully live, but that alas, it didn't happen. But they played that song, and that is, like, my number two song, like, like, right behind my favorite song for them and nice. it's a deep cut I didn't expect to hear it when I heard it I was that was actually one of the moments when I started surprising yes I was just like I gotta hear that live it was a blast it's just like I was just I was just like so yeah. great I no, have listened to I, Bad Religion since because I'm just trying to get back into discovering music again yeah but man that was just that was just like I had a, gr- I had a great time too I, I am so glad I went with you to that show just did and it warmed my heart to see you so happy it was really cool. Sexy, because you, you are you are you you once. you're not a very happy person. So <laughs> seeing you happy was very heartwarming. And plus, like, uh, the my only regret from that show is that I almost got you a set list, and that didn't happen. Yeah, you remember you were sure. I, I was I, very. The, the one thing I actually do remember, you were like screaming at like some stupid shit at Greg Graffin. I remember whispering at you. 
you're you just embarrassing me. No, I did not. <laughs> it was fine. He only he asked like, "What song do you want to hear?" And I was I think I said like. I don't remember what I screamed, but I was just agreeing with the guy next to me. Yeah, this is the guy who's it also like an a embarrassing. hardcore fan like me. But anyway. You're just like, oh, man. That I was... like, I, sometimes I can't help myself. I like to talk to the band. Yeah, I, which is fine, but it's like, it's okay. Anyway, it, it was still very fun. The only, And Graffin made a really stupid comment about like, Oh, you know, this is we're up here playing real music with real guitars. I'm like, okay, man. Yeah, but I think you wouldn't like that. That's the only thing I was just like, okay. Whatever, but like it was still a great. But that, that's something they do pride themselves on. They, they've been doing this since 1980. So yeah. I think we gotta cut it short with the recommendations, man. Um, we got well, through. here's the thing. I, I'll, I'll then I'll also talk one or two bands, but I still want to make sure you have some time. I have to talk my about. tops. So then that I can you, get go through. ahead. Let's talk talk about your tops real quick. What are some of the big bands that you have discovered? Okay. This this summer. So as you know, I I could talk about the bands I discovered for literally a whole episode, but I um the big one I gotta do first is a band called Black Meaty. They came out with a debut album called uh Schlagenheim. Um, don't try to look that up. Just look up Black Meaty. <laughs> uh, they have, it's just a collection of amazing noise rock meets math rock with a very unique singer. Um, a very unique mm-hmm. sound. They take inspiration. You can hear it from bands like Talking Heads, um, This Heat, uh, Swans, um, you know, different things like that. And they're That's a eclectic group of musicians. Yeah, it's so unique and so amazing. I've never heard anything like them. I know there's a band called Polvo that kind of did all their stuff first, and I'm just starting to get into them, and I like that a lot too. But Black Meaty, that's kind of the first introduction to that kind of music I had. Mm-hmm. Amazing drummer too. The dude is a beast on the on that kit. It's you're gonna mm-hmm. get a lot of mixture of so many different things. And then they're and they're from Michigan, right? No, they're they're an English band actually. Oh wow! But they um I think one of them has Michigan ties because there's a song on that album called Near Detroit, Michigan. That's all about the Flint water crisis, and um. There, there. My favorite song on that album is "Doctor." You have to listen to that. It's so good. Um, just a beautiful band. I, I'm so excited to, and I'm, I'm gonna try to catch them in November too, November fifth. Um, so expect some updates on that when we I get closer. I might go with you that because you played me some of their stuff before. It sounded like if Oingo Boingo was metal. Yeah. The best way I could describe it. <laughs> that is definitely like, not what that is because the song I showed you is definitely like an outlier. Okay. So well, that one song I liked, and when and, and they're very math rocky, I'm not the biggest math rock guy, but yeah, if it's cheap enough, I'd have to go with you with that if you yeah. don't mind. Um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, who you know I love, released a a new album over the summer, which was completely thrash metal. It was crazy, which is so good. You even love that; it's so good. Uh, I'm just gonna gloss over that. I also got into a lot of like uh pretentious shit, I guess, but um. <laughs> Like bands like Godspeed, You Black Emperor, amazing. Okay. Uh, Death Grips, I got into Death Grips. Nice. I got into MF Doom, a lot of rap, new hip hop stuff. I got into Sufan Stevens with his state albums, uh, Michigan and Illinois. Yes. Um, He's from Michigan, right, Sufan? Yeah, he was. He was raised in Michigan, lived in Illinois for part of his life. I think that's how it goes. Okay. Um, I also got into a band called Sweet Trip. Which is um they have an awesome album called Velocity Design Comfort, which is um like you're gonna find like elements of shoegaze, you're gonna find elements of noise, techno, 
just a bunch of weird combinations. I just, I, I really just wanted to find some, a lot of different things. That. And this summer, like stuff that doesn't pertain to a particular genre. Mm-hmm. So I just really went out there with my music discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, they have another album called You Will Never Know Why, which is, I preferred that to their famous one, Velocity Design Comfort, but it's still, all of their stuff is really, really solid. Um, God, I mean, Zuzu, that's another one I've been getting into. Zuzu, how do you spell that? X-I-U-X-I-U. That's not how I thought it was. Yeah, that's also really good. Just uh, tons of just explosions in the sky, good ambient music. Um, I finally got into Beach House. That's one I kind of slept oh, on for Beach a long while. That's like ambient. I, that's like is I I I asked you this earlier. I I think it's fair to say that Beach House has a lot of ambience to the music, and that's the kind of ambience that I really love. I love dream pop. I love dream rock. That's mm-hmm. a term I've heard before. Yeah, that's stuff like I I love like kind of pop and rock music that, mm-hmm. that has kind of like the same like you know really accessible like melodies and hooks. It also brings that atmosphere. Yes. too too. So um and then also like. An Earl sweatshirt, a lot of the Odd Future dudes, another rap okay. group. But uh, that's that's pretty much all I'm gonna shout out. Besides, um, I also this was also the summer of getting into the Talking Heads. Do Which you, do you want to? Um, can I mention my stuff first? Yes, go ahead. So um, as far as my recommendations, again, I don't have as many, so luckily this will be hopefully this will be a little shorter. Two, there are two things I will mention. First of all, it's an, it's an actual artist. Uh, her name is, uh, I, I'm, I'm introducing her. It's Sinead O'Connor, and I'm sure many of you already know who Sinead O'Connor is. Um, she, I don't, I, I was trying to describe her sound to Michael earlier. I can't, I'm, I, I really can't. She, she's a very unique sounding artist. Um, she's from Ireland, if for some reason you don't know her. Um, I, she was always, she's a name I've always seen around since I was first getting into music all those years ago. And um, I was like, all right. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a name. Cool. Whatever. Um, then uh, this past summer, I, I remember I, a song called Fire on ba- Fire on Babylon. It, it is so cool. There's like a Miles Davis sample in there. Nice. Um, there's uh, she, She's got this really like cool in his verses. She's got these cool like, crooning kind of wispy vocals. Um, and then just towards the end, she's just belting the word fire at the top of her lungs i nice. think it's hot in the shadow said there's nothing cooler than artists just screaming the word fire at the top of their lungs yeah. although this one's not as cool because it's actually the song is actually about her experience with her abusive mother as a child
that's that's uh, kind of puts a damper on it, but you know, it's, it's actually very well, it's actually fun, like, it's actually very well done, you know, topic on that, on that song. But she, she's always she was it's, she sounded like she was always trying to expand her sound. Um, she she. One of the things she's probably most known for, though, is taking a stance against the Catholic Church in the 90s when a lot of people weren't for like stuff like child abuse mm-hmm, and child rape. Mm-hmm. That was, um, again, she's she, she a lot of happy things, as you can probably guess. Um, she, she, she's always very social conscious. She's actually, even though she's actually very religious, she's, she's taken a lot of stances against organized religion, which I think is very interesting. So if if you've never given her a shot like I have before, you're making a big mistake. I definitely think you should go check her out. I think she's got some really good stuff again. I would start with Fire on Babylon, uh, but we always do nothing compares to you. That's her big single. That's a pretty good one too. Sick. And then the only other thing I will mention though, I discovered this. So there is this YouTuber, and I promise this is music related. Mm-hmm. Gotta give me just give me a few seconds. Sure. Uh, his his YouTube his YouTube channel is called Wang. <laughs> All right. <laughs> with a, with an exclamation point. That's because his name's Justin Wang. I think he's actually a musician himself. I think he's in a metalcore group. That's not important. You. Um, yeah, you. Um, but, but he 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 does a lot of like his his main claim to fame is doing a lot of like stories about like early internet stuff and like internet mysteries and stuff like that. Some of it's interesting. Some of it's stupid. Like he'll talk about, like two girls, one cop. I'm like whatever, yeah. whatever. You know, it's fine. You know, he does stupid shit every now and again. But every now and again, he will also do stuff like this. He he did this. He started this, and it's still an ongoing thing. Uh, he, he uploaded this video called "The Most Mysterious Song on the Internet." And what was really cool about this, um, there he it was. It's this. There, I think many years ago, posted some form. There's this clip of this old like eight eighties uh, like post punk new wave song. Okay. It sounded a little bit like Depeche Mode, you know, kind kind of like oh. that stuff. But here's the thing. It was, they only had this clip, and no one could figure out who the artist was. Mm-hmm. No one even had the full clip of the song. No one knew the name. No one knew nothing of this. It simply was called the most mysterious song on the internet. And the reason it, it, reason he had made the video, I'm mentioning it now, a few months ago, like earlier this year, it was actually resurfaced. I think somewhere. I think maybe on Reddit. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then someone was actually able, and now everyone's been like collectively trying to find what song this is. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think someone actually found the full clip of the song, but they no one still knows where, who this is. And they actually found this most likely the recording would have most likely come from this old German um, radio station that at the time was um, came from this host who would play a lot of like unknown music, you know, un- yeah. music from unknown bands. They actually contacted the guy who's still doing radio work today and he's like, "Hey, do you know who this was?" He's like, "I have no fucking clue," but he played it live. Like for for his radio station to see if anyone would know it. So no one still come forward then. There's been a lot of like false flags, like, hey, this might be the band. It's like, no, this actually isn't. Okay. But then what's really cool, there's actually a subreddit, I pulled it up here, uh, called R the Mysterious Song. And you can go there and you people will throw like, hey, is this the song? No. But it's actually a cool place to not only discover new music because everyone's like, okay, this isn't it, but here's some cool new wave music that, you may have never heard that before. That is really cool. And uh, they're still trying to find the song. I'm not talking here expecting anyone from central michigan university to know this obscure german new wave song but um i will actually forward the link to emil here and uh, i'll insert a clip right now here of the most mysterious song on the internet as it's told so it's really cool
I thought that was a really interesting story. Um, Wang, as he's known, uh, yeah. he, he made, he's made two videos on it and it's still ongoing. I, I, I actually... I gotta watch that. Yeah, um, I'm interested in that. I'll show you it to you, but okay. Um, yeah, it's um, you can go ahead and uh, go onto the subreddit. They're still looking for it. Um, still like trying to get stuff from all people. Like, hey, do you know the song? Uh, Shazam and stuff like that won't recognize it. So if some someone's thinking, well, why don't they just Shazam it? It's not gonna work. <laughs> I wonder if there's more music like myths or conspiracy theories like that that we could do an episode on that would well, how be fun would that be music conspiracy theories yeah that would be an interesting one what about like how i mean i, I thought like the goofy ones were like people thought like gene simmons replaced his tongue with a cow tongue or something i, I don't know it, it you know it's open-ended but like stuff that like that that's that's very like cool. in, stuff with interesting backstories and honestly what i think but I, i'm sure i think it's probably already a subreddit like that but Hopefully they will one day find this song. And they don't like a lot of separates just kind of die off. Hopefully yeah. that won't happen. And hell, if, if, if the community is still strong enough, if they find this find this song, the name of it, what they should do is essentially become like a, a Shazam kind of subreddit where like people can come board. It's like, hey, I heard this song. I have no idea who this. I can't find any information about it. Can yeah. you guys can we can we work together to find it? I think that'd be a great resource that it can turn into after they find the song. How cool. So. Awesome. So those are the things I guess I discovered this summer, just or got into. I guess Riots Against I would add there too because I finally, I've been kicking myself for a few years to check them out because I knew I'd like them, but I think they're really good. I don't think they're as good as 88 Fingers Louie, but um, yeah, that's kind of my music discovery this cool, summer. Cool, man. But and I think that ends the episode. Do you want to allude to next week? How about you do it? It was your idea. Right. What did you want to do? Um, next week, we're going to dive in. We're going to invite Elio back again. I, Hell yeah. I, I know everybody loves the Elio episodes. So he'll be <laughs> he'll be back, and we're going to talk about one of his favorite bands and one of my new favorite bands, the Talking Heads. Absolutely. So we're going to uh, go A band that, that I need to do a deep dive in, so I got to yeah. start listening to Talking Heads. You got some homework, but uh, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. So, so other than that, uh, I think we're done. How do we end these again? We d- we don't. We we just. Keep oh yeah, I, rem- I remember it. Uh, good night, Detroit. Good night, Detroit. That's what it was. All right. <laughs> <That ends. laughs>